The 15th annual Romp Festival attracted its largest crowd to date. We're going to recap what was a hot but entertaining four days of music. Stay with us. This is Inquire. Inquire. I'm Don Wilkins, and joining me this week is Mystery Inquire Entertainment reporter Bobby Hayes. Hey, Don. Yeah, Bobby. And that intro was a local band, the Gaslight Boys, who I called doing a little jam session with some friends uh, while I was being uh, entertained so greatly at this past weekend's romp. That's one of the things I love about the romp fest is... It's not uncommon to be walking through Yellow Creek Park, which is where it's held each year, and see some folks sitting on the side of the creek jamming out or hanging out in their tents or on the back of their car tailgate or anything like that, just playing music and having a good time. This year was our first time being able to go in there and have access to do this podcast, and we had the opportunity to go backstage and do some things, you know, that the average person doesn't get to do, which is pretty cool. You know, this is one of the pretty cool things about our jobs, Bobby, that, don't get me wrong, I mean, we were still sweating and it was hot, but at the same time, you know, we get to meet some interesting people, some artists that you wouldn't normally get to meet, and one of the more interesting people I met was Sam Bush. Yeah, from what I understand, you got to sit through one of his workshops and even had the chance to talk with him. Was it after the workshop or? Yeah, I sit in on his hour-long workshop. And, you know, he's a guy who doesn't have to do this. And he talks a little bit about that in our interview. But let's first play a little sample uh, from that workshop. But my advice is just as you start playing and you keep playing, just remember why you started, which was you love the sound of whatever instrument kind of appeals to you. Why is, you know, what, what was it that Dobro went to Jerry Douglas, you know, banjo goes to Bale, I mean, people like that. So try to remember what it could and don't, as, especially as you play and Okay, so now you start to get on stage and you get some applause and everything's going great. But now you do it for a while and all of a sudden you realize, gee, everything isn't always hunky-dory with the entertainers. Well, don't let that influence your love of music. Don't let that get in the way of why you started playing. I mean, and this is just, a, it's not really, I'm not talking about technique on instruments, just the idea of, you know, anybody that gets, starts playing an instrument so they can be on TV is probably not doing it for the right reason. And... And then, Bobby, right after the workshop, uh, Sam Bush gave me the opportunity to, to get an interview for our podcast. And, of course, Sam Bush was one of the uh, featured acts at this year's romp. 
And he played right after Allison Krause's set. And, of course, Sam Bush, been doing this for a long time, from Bowling Green. And so that's pretty cool. And, you know, he's a guy who doesn't have to do this, uh, doesn't have to give these workshops. But every time that he does do romp, he always makes time, you know, for the people. How many, how many years have you been doing these workshops? Well, at Romp, I've, I've always done a workshop every time I've come. As far as workshops go, I mean, gosh, when I started playing festivals in 1970 when I got out of high school, that was always just kind of part of what you did. And the first festival I ever went to as, as an audience member in 1965, the Roanoke Bluegrass Festival, and they had workshops there, and I'd never seen anything like that. And I learned so much from those workshops. And I was watching Bill Monroe and Bob Osborne and, and John Duffy and Ronnie Reno. So it was uh, it's pretty, a, a true workshop is supposed to be informative and teaching. And, and I guess for somebody, uh, I guess, of your stature, uh, to be given these workshops, I mean, you don't have to do it. And so what kind of compels you to do it? Well, a couple things. One is that whenever I do it, I, I always meet, and I, as I did today, I met a, a mandolin player I hadn't met before, and great young players. And, uh, you know, you, you meet them every day. So one thing I love is meeting the new players that I wouldn't have met otherwise because we're all busy doing our shows at these kind of things. But another thing is I think back to when I first went to festivals and how valuable that information was to me. And, boy, I just soaked it up. You know, I had never heard uh, a person that I admired their playing explain how they did it and it just unlocks a lot of doors and hopefully if that you know if today the six of us up there playing in the workshop if that inspired one person to start playing mandolin we did our job today so do you think is it someone also just giving back a little bit too I, it definitely is because I mean you need uh, you know it's our job to inspire one of our jobs is to inspire young players Without new young players, music goes away. So we need young players playing these acoustic instruments and carrying on traditions of bluegrass, you know, folk music, country, what have you. And uh, so our, yeah, we, we hope to inspire. And if it has, great. And I guess one last question here, just about romp itself. I mean, uh, you've, you've played how many romps so far? I'm not sure. A bunch. <laughs> quite a few of them, quite a few. So what is it about, you've probably been around, played a lot of festivals. What is this one that you maybe like? Uh, you know, because I know you have the the festivals that are just traditional bluegrass, but this one has always been very diverse. Yeah, this is that. Well, that's one thing I, I love about Romp Festival is that there is musical diversity. It's not just a bluegrass festival, a country, or a rock festival. It includes all of that. I've heard many different types of music here. And another thing that, of course, is important to me is being. I'm, I'm from Bowling Green, Kentucky, originally, so. I grew up on Highway 231, headed towards Owensboro out of Bowling Green. So it means a lot to me to be back in the town where my sister went to college, and, and I've been coming here since I was a boy. And as a, you know, I, yes, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, but I consider I'm a Kentuckian by birth, and I take great pride in it. And a few years ago, you know, I never thought I'd be honored on the Senate floor for doing musical something. So, so to. To be recognized by the Kentucky legislature, that was pretty cool. And, and uh, again, and my wife's from Louisville. I'm from Bowling Green. Parents are from Grayson and Edmondson County. So, I mean, we're dug in deep here. My dad went to Henderson High School. So, uh, and, and I think my dad was living in Henderson, Kentucky in the 1937 flood. So, 
our roots go back to around here, and it's important that I keep in touch. That was a really great interview, Don. Sam seems like a, a really approachable guy. So, so who were some of the other folks that you got to talk to while you were there, musicians, anybody like that? Yeah, that was my main goal, uh, was going in there and talking with musicians and the artists and getting a feel, whether whether they were the the paid guys or they were just there jamming. You know, I wanted to, to talk with them and, and to kind of get their perspective on Rob. One of the groups I had the privilege of talking to uh, was Sheriff Scott and the deputies, and these guys you know, are, are phenomenal. And they just, you know, expressed just great gratitude of being able to play on the main stage. They, they had played uh, a couple of years ago, like on the after party stage. And so this year uh, they returned. And, and, and some of these guys, I know one of them in particular said he had to go back to Nashville because he had to uh, go back to his full-time job. So, so some of these smaller acts, you know, it's not just all glamour, you know, uh, on the road and getting paid for their gigs. You know, some of these guys actually have full-time jobs, but they're accomplished musicians. And so it's pretty pretty cool to be able to, to sit down and actually talk to these guys. They're just really cool guys and down-to-earth and, and just wanting to play music. And, and that's the really cool thing about Romp is that all these guys are approachable and all they want to do is share their music. And if they get paid, that's icing on the cake for them. So then later on, uh, I was just hanging out backstage and I saw this fella back there just tuning his banjo. What's your name and, where, and who you play with? Russell Carson. R U S S E L L. Carson, C A R S O N, and I play for Ricky Skaggs. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, where are you headquartered out of? Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. So, how long have you been playing uh, just in general? Just in general, I've been playing uh, about 20 years now. So how old were you first started playing? Just before I turned uh, 10 years old, and I'm almost 30 now. You started on the, man- you started on the uh, banjo? Yes, sir. That's This is pretty much all I do is just, just play banjo. So, uh, so how did you, I guess, kind of go go from 10 years old playing that to now playing with Ricky? Just <laughs> working my butt off, uh, networking, meeting everybody I possibly could, uh, going to every festival I possibly could and just kind of never letting it out of my hands and just, and just playing constantly. Um, and then I, I knew the banjo player that was in uh, Ricky's band before I joined and that he was getting ready to leave. So I just sent an email into the office, uh, Ricky's office, and asked what I had to do. And I just worked my butt off. <laughs> so hard work and perseverance. So have you ever uh, played here Ron, before? I have uh, with Skaggs uh, about I want to say it was two or three years ago, and then I worked it a few years before that with a band called Aldi Blaylock and Redline. So this is my third year here. So what is your, I guess, what is your, as far as you guys, I'm sure play a lot of venues, places, mm-hmm. and as far as romp, where is romp for you compared to where you guys play it? Because this is oh, not yeah. your traditional bluegrass. I mean, they no, have, it's it's great. I mean, I, I love the variety that, that that's here. I mean, the atmosphere is fantastic. 
The folks are really friendly. Uh, the crowd's always great. The uh, food's great. The, it, it, it's, it's a really well thought out, it's a fun festival. It's a, it's a really fun festival. So where do you, uh, I mean, are you mainly, uh, are you mainly like a traditional player or, or what do you think about the new grass? And oh, I love it. But me personally, I'm, I'm more rooted in, in the traditional side of things, but I, I love, I love all, you know, new grass and traditional bluegrass and I mean, I'll listen to, if it's good music, I'll listen to it. <laughs> so, uh, so for you, uh, what, what, what was it that got you into playing the banjo or, or just the bluegrass in general? Uh, my father's a banjo builder and a luthier, so I was surrounded by acoustic instruments ever since I was born. Um, so I, I, it's always been a, a big part of my life, um, and our, my family's, um, we're, we're just, love the arts and music, and so I've been surrounded by it, and I grew up with it. Okay. So. And you've been with uh, Mr. Skaggs for how long now? Uh, four and a half years. Four and a half years. Yes, sir. So that was a, a, a really cool interview, a, a kind of a spur of the moment kind of thing, and he graciously granted me that interview on the spot pretty much, and and so getting to know somebody like Mr. Carson, who uh, playing with Ricky Skaggs, who will be going into the Country Music Hall of Fame, you know, later this year in October, and 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 for me, this was the first time, Bobby, I, I actually got to see Ricky Skaggs as we as we kind of transition into kind of what our initial uh, thoughts were about Romp and spending the time there. And Ricky Skaggs for me was a highlight just because I had never seen him perform, even though he's performed. Uh, in Owensboro and around this area, uh, you know, a lot over the years, and so I was I was just blown away by Ricky and his and his band and Kentucky Thunder and his whole set. So, what were some of the things that you really enjoyed about Romp this year? Uh, I gotta say, I really enjoyed Ricky Skaggs as well and his group. I also had never really seen him as an adult, and I gotta say, uh, talk about some some Top Gun performers. They really knew how to work the crowd and tell some jokes um, and just and just play a really really good set uh, which was one of my favorite things too so on Friday night I wasn't able to get to go out on Friday night but the main act on Friday night was Rihanna Giddens and she's a former member of the Carolina Chocolate Drops and and of course the Carolina Chocolate Drops had played romp in the past uh, of course on Saturday that was Allison Krause's big big performance and I had you know up until then I had never even seen Allison Krause perform live and and for me seeing someone live versus you know you could hear somebody you know on YouTube nowadays or on iTunes or wherever you listen to your music but hearing someone live like that you know it, it just changes your perspective of how talented a person really is I mean you know Allison Krause has won multiple when I say multiple like over 20 Grammys you know if you're familiar with old brother Arthur that, that was a real treat for me to hear some of that uh, come from her with the Cox family. How about you, Bobby? Yeah, that was great. I wondered if she would be playing anything like that. Of course, after the show, people were yelling at her for uh, an encore, and she came out and did uh, some a cappella tunes from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, um, where they all sort of gathered around the one mic, and it was quite a treat. I didn't expect it. I hoped for it. I didn't expect it. And she played a lot of good stuff that were familiar crowd favorites, I'm sure. It seemed like she played a lot of new stuff, too, and, and I quite enjoyed it. You know, and so you have not only just the big names, but you have other smaller bands, you know, that play, you know, such as, you know, We Banjo 3 and the Travel, well, of course, the Travel McCurries, they're not really that small. They're a pretty popular band. And, you know, you have Jeff Austin, Barefoot Movement, the Mile 12, uh, or Michael Dave's 
Billy Strings. Oh, <laughs> man. Did you see Billy Strings? I did not. He, he played oh, at the man. same time Sam Bush's workshop was. Oh, yeah. Oh, talk about a great performer as well. He really knows his way around the instrument. I'm just going to say he, I mean, it was almost exhausting. It was like an athletic performance up there. <laughs> and so, of course, you had Leftover, Salmon, Fireside Collective, B.B. Hunt and the Gatherers. And then you have a local band, Kings Highway. All these different bands, you know, come together. And, of course, it's not all bluegrass. I mean, you know, Ricky Skaggs, I mean, he played a country set. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, he he made a few jokes about that. He had to play. He had to soften us up a little bit with some bluegrass tunes before he put out pulled out the what was it the Strat Stratocaster? It was a Telecaster. A Telecaster. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A Fender Tele is what he played, and I'd never seen him uh, rip the guitar like that. And yeah. so you're used to Ricky as this great mandolin player, and uh, trust me, he can play uh, the electric uh, guitar as well. And I was I was just blown away. By the whole experience, yes, it was warm, but when I read uh, Terry Woodward's quote in the Mr. Inquirer story, you know, Terry Woodward said, well, I'd rather for it to be hot than rainy. And I guess I guess if you have to pick between the lesser of two evils, yeah, the uh, you, you'd rather have, you know, hot and dry versus wet and rainy because there's a lot of things that go wrong whenever you have the rain, you know, you know create the mud and, and all that sort of stuff. But uh, it was just part of romp, the romp experience. And if you haven't had the romp experience, it's worth going out there, even if you don't spend all four days out there. You go one day next year, and they'll, you know, they'll of course will have uh, a new lineup next year, and it's just a great time. And and this year, as we said in the opener, this was the largest crowd they've ever had. They they sold uh, what twenty seven thousand tickets. Somebody said something that they would have guessed it would have been easy to have 30,000 or so there, even, um, give or take. And I think it was, what, 12,000 were on Saturday that they kind of guesstimated? Yes. And so, you know, they ended up, you know, stopped selling their their Saturday tickets at around 3 o'clock because it became so huge and... And so, uh, and they may uh, next year start capping the tickets. That will let you know if you want to get in on this, you'll have to get in early, maybe next year. Yeah, I thought that that was great. Um, organizers said that they decided to stop ticket sales because they wanted everybody to have a great romp experience. Um, and I think that says a lot about them. And it says a lot about the show, too. Um, it's, a, it's a great event. And that's what it is. It's a, it's a week weekend event. It's something you can camp. You can get some good eats. People coming from across the state or the tri-state area. Uh, and best of all, get some really, really great bluegrass music and some music that was inspired by bluegrass music. And that will wrap up our show for this week. I want to thank Mr. Inquirer reporter Bobby Hayes for joining me. To send us questions or provide feedback, email us at newscast at messenger-inquirer.com. You can find us on the Mr. Inquirer's website. It's mobile app and iTunes where you can subscribe to Inquirer. And I want to leave off with some more Gaslight Boys featuring Jason Moss and Ross Clark. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquirer. Oh, I don't know why, perhaps she'll die. Oh, yeah, perhaps she'll die. Oh, yeah. Well, see, Jackie is a punk, Judy is a wrong. They both are not the Frisco John, the SLA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
Oh, I don't know why. Oh, I don't know.